Roshni Baronia is a sales consultant and podcast launch strategist. As the founder of the podcast launch and management company, Done For You Podcast, Roshni leads a team of podcast strategists, audio engineers, show managers, content writers, graphic designers, and creative producers to support podcasters throughout their podcasting journey. She is also the host of the podcast Ace the Sales, which is curated for women small business owners to help them fall in love with selling. In this podcast episode, we're chatting all about the benefits of podcasting as a coach or consultant and how to drive sales with your podcast. Roshni had joined us inside of WC Podcasters Community, our private community, where we learned all about how to use podcasts as a sales tool for our coaching and our consulting businesses. So we definitely encourage you and invite you to join us inside of WC Podcasters so you don't miss any of these incredible trainings that we host inside every single month. You can start with a seven-day free trial by heading over to wcpodcasters.co and navigating to our community tab. There'll also be a link in the show notes. Women of color are influential visionaries, moving the podcasting industry forward, impacting how we create and consume podcasts. But we often don't hear about their work, contributions, or rise to success. We believe it's about time these powerhouses are celebrated and acknowledged. So tune in every other week as we share the stories of women of color making big moves in front and behind the mic. Hi, I'm Roshni Paranya. I'm the founder of Done For You Podcast, which is a full-service podcast launch and management company for coaches and consultants. I'm also a certified strategic sales expert, and that's my zone of genius, combining sales and podcast. Roshni, you joined us over in our community where you hosted an incredible workshop all about how to use podcasts as a sales tool for our coaching and consulting business. And I know me personally, I learned a lot and I've been thinking a lot about the strategies that you mentioned. So I'm super thrilled to have you join us to share your message with an even broader audience. If you haven't yet joined our private community, WC Podcasters, this is an invitation for you to do so. All who are listening, you can get started today with a seven-day free trial by heading over to wcpodcasters.co. Now, why podcasting for coaches, Roshni? Like, what would you say and why would you recommend podcasting as a vehicle for coaches and consultants? So even before we understand why podcast for coaching business, let's Take a minute to understand what coaching business is all about. Coaching business is all about transformation. And the people who are looking to hire a coach go through the process of acknowledging, acceptance, and then action taking. Acknowledging the fact that they are struggling with an issue, with a problem. Just imagine if someone is a depression coach. So their coaches or potential clients are supposed to be people who are struggling with depression. And that's a hard thing to acknowledge in the first place. So they have to first acknowledge that they have a particular issue. And then 
comes the thing of accepting that, okay, I have a problem. I need a course correction and I need a coach to help me through it. And then comes the action of hiring that coach. And this entire process takes a little bit of time. And that time could be anything from three months to three years, right? And through this entire journey, entire time period, the coach's job is to just show up consistently with authority, credibility, while they educate and engage with this potential client. And only when they keep engaging and educating their potential client, will they be able to make their potential clients excited and enough that they enroll into working with them. So this entire process of education, engagement, excitement, enrollment, which we typically call the sales funnel, takes time. And podcast is the best way that a coach can educate their potential clients or future coaches through the process of this sales journey. I love how you brought it back. You're like, before we even talk about using podcasting as a vehicle, right? Like, let's talk about the coaching journey. And I was just thinking about my own coaching experience. Like when I hired coaches, everything you talked about, like I acknowledged that I had a problem. I knew that I wanted to go from like stuck to like thriving. I also accepted the problem that I had. And I also heard them talk about the problem. And I could really see and visualize them being the solution to my problem, which is why I ended up hiring them. So I think that is like, it's a great refresher, but also for us to really think about the intentionality of like, as we're creating our podcast to support our business, what that actually looks like. So when we think of podcasting, what I love about podcasting, and I, I listen to a variety of coaches, it's intimate and it allows me to learn and hear their philosophy and really just be in their space. So what are some of the benefits you would say for podcasting for coaches in particular and consultants? So I typically say that there is a very simple ABC framework of why a podcast will work for a coach. It is amplify authority, build your brand and convert more clients simple ABC with respect to podcasting for coaches. Because for a coach, it's very, very important to amplify their authority and credibility. Because like I said, it's a business of transformation. And for any person to hand over their emotions, their behaviors, their personal journeys and share their personal stories, it's very important for that person to gain that trust. And through podcast, through sharing of a very deep and valuable and intimate content, you are able to establish that trust with your potential clients. Building of brand is very, very important because when people work with you, they need to feel that they are working with someone who is the expert and the known person in their industry. And podcast, as you know, is a mass media channel. By mass media, I mean, just imagine that people pay huge sums of money to get a little bit of spotlight on television because it's a mass media channel. Now, just imagine that you have your own mass media channel through a podcast. You have your own private show. It goes back to the connection of traditional radio, right? Podcast has its original in traditional radio industry. And by owning a media channel, you are just 
amplifying or taking your personal brand to the next level. So the people who work with you are able to see you at that pedestal. And thirdly, the C, which is the conversion of clients. So like I said earlier, people see you, judge you, observe you and experience you from far before they buy from you. And that's why a podcast becomes that channel where they are having that much time to observe you. So the ABC of podcasting works in this way for the coaches. I love that. And it's super simple. And also, at least for me, I know that it's actionable. Like, okay, let's go. I know that there's a lot of talk right now about video podcast. Would you recommend adding video to our tools and lexicon as we're recording these podcast episodes, should we be adding video to it to tap into the power of YouTube and and being on that platform as well? Yeah, you rightly said that to tap into the power of YouTube. So I see content when we work with podcast or content in two manners. One is content creation and the other is content distribution. So since I love the audio medium and podcast medium so much, I feel that it is the best way to produce long form of content. So podcast or audio could be your go-to medium for content creation. With respect to tapping into the power of YouTube, you can repurpose that content into smaller bits and YouTube shorts to leverage searchability aspects of the YouTube. Because longer form of content, people are having shorter attention spans to see videos per se. But of course, short form of content works well on YouTube and there's no harm in putting a video version of your podcast on YouTube just for searchability purpose, not as a content creation first kind of a strategy. That's my take on YouTube versus audio. Excellent. Excellent. Now, do you have any tips to share for someone who already has an established coaching or consulting business and they want to now use podcasting as their content creation arm? Any thoughts on how to go about this transition and how to be consistent also, right? They say something that like most podcasters fade out after about 10 episodes. So how do we become podcasters in this space and also stay consistent in our creation process? Oh, definitely. I think podcast works brilliantly and beautifully for people who already have established coaching business because traditionally, if we see the go-to strategy for any coach to build their authority and build their brand was to publish a book. But now book has a certain amount of limitation, right? It's once written, published and out in the world and there's little you can do with respect to content to it. With a podcast, you can refresh that content. You can build so much onto it. You can start creating a flywheel content strategy where you start talking about topics which are surrounding that main topic of your book. And you can bring in peers, you can bring in other experts, and you can amplify the sales of your books by having a podcast around your book. So you can actually extend whatever you are doing in your coaching business, be it a course, be it a signature program, be it a book or a evergreen funnel of webinars that you have, anything that you currently use as a marketing strategy for your coaching business can very well be extended into a podcast by adding a lot of freshness and dialogue to it. 
I love that. Any thoughts on being consistent with the content creation space? I think a lot of coaches, they might be going on like social media where you show up differently and the way you deliver content is different. But podcasting is more long form creation and more long form content. So any thoughts on like how to continuously like show your presence and have a good cadence as a podcaster? So consistency definitely is a huge challenge for people who take it up in a very new. So for new podcaster, consistency is the biggest challenge, not the audio quality or finding guests. Nothing is a challenge as much as consistency is. So I agree to that. But I think consistency can only be tackled by personal productivity and behavioral change because I totally believe that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you are not consistent in any other aspect of your life, you keep procrastinating the most important aspects of your business, then you will do the same thing with your podcast as well. So if in general, you are a very disciplined person, then podcasting will be very easy for you. But on the contrary, if you are not a very disciplined person who is not able to follow schedules or hold yourself accountable to particular deadlines, then it's always good to work with a support, with a team who can support you with maybe the post-production or the entire non-sexy parts of creating the podcast or work with a podcast coach like Daniel who can help you stay accountable to consistent production of uh, and releasing of the episodes. So yeah, discipline is key for maintaining the consistency. And you know, that makes sense because when we just started the conversation, you mentioned how consistency and building authority is so important in the coaching business. So What do you say if someone starts a podcast as a coach or consultant and they're realizing that they're not consistent? Do you think that that could actually harm their brand or can they like pivot to seasons and kind of reimagine their podcast in a way that doesn't feel like daunting and harming to their brand? So I think that is a very conscious and strategic decision one should take well ahead in their journey when they are planning their podcast because if they know that they will not be able to have the particular bandwidth to produce weekly episodes, then right from the start, they should have that frequency in mind that, okay, I will produce fortnightly episodes only or my podcast will be monthly because it's not only about you being disciplined with the podcast creation, but also setting the expectations for your audience and your listeners. So if by launching a podcast, which is a weekly show, and then rolling it back after a few days that, oh, I'm not able to sustain, let's roll it back and make it fortlightly, that doesn't send a good message to your listeners who are actually seeing you in a particular way or expecting something from you in a particular manner or frequency. So... Again, like I said, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So you are presenting the way you will work with them when they hire you as a coach. So do that expectation beforehand. You know yourself as a coach, you have done that self-study that how much disciplined and regular I can be. So make it a part of your strategy and your podcast planning that what is the frequency which is best suited 
with respect to my bandwidth and accordingly decide your frequency. I don't suggest that you should change it later on. You can ramp it up if you want, if you are getting good results with the podcast, but start slow, take small steps and then maybe ramp it up, but don't roll it back. Makes sense. You just mentioned results from podcasting. So what are some examples of the results that a coach and consultant can look towards so that they know that podcasting is working and it's a good investment of my time? So definitely one should not get into podcasting looking for instant gratification. Podcast is a long-term game and you should get into it with the right expectations that it will take three months at least to get your content right and the next three months then to build up your audience and thereafter a few results to kick in. The results for a coach can look like, of course, building of email list, which they can keep nurturing for more conversion, more enrollments for their webinar, more signups for their courses, any such thing which they are having as a marketing funnel in their business. And podcast can serve as the top of the funnel activity. Having said that, podcast, if strategically placed in the right place in their funnel, which I always talk about, which is podcast as a sales funnel, where the educate, engage, excite, enroll are the four stages of a sales funnel. And you should very strategically plan where your podcast fits in. Accordingly, you will create your call to actions, your business objectives, and the expectation of the results that you are going to get from your podcast. In fact, the free podcast sales download sales funnel handbook is available for your listeners, Daniel. So they can download it from roshnikbaronia.com slash handbook, where you will be able to see that specifically for a coaching or a consulting business, how the difference in the way podcast is placed in the different funnel stages, the call to action differs because the level of proximity with the audience, the nurturing of the audience is different. So what you expect from them as a result or an action is different. So you should be very mindful about how and what it looks like for a coach, depending on how they have strategically designed it. Yes. And I'll make sure to have the link to the handbook, which I've downloaded myself. And it's been very helpful to see the process, right? I think sometimes when we're in the business, we're doing all the things and we're so busy that we don't typically like sit down and have this thoughtfulness approach. So it's very, very helpful. And I'll be sure to include that link in the show notes. So what types of content can coaches create that promote their coaching business and also nurture their existing and building audience? A lot of variety of content they can create. In fact, they can get very experimental. And typically people think that since it is the coaching business, it of course will be knowledge heavy and education heavy content. But you can also do very insightful content, which probes the listener to think and reflect not only just solution-oriented content, but also content which puts them into a position where they have this food of thought and they are like taken aback. Okay, is that so? 
oh my god so leaving them with questions leaving them with that probing aspects so that then they come to you for answers okay so you don't have to give everything in the podcast so that is also one way another format which works very well for coaches is on air coaching because they get a chance to see and experience how it is to work with you what it is like to work with you so that also is a very good format for coaches i have also experimented with a few of my clients at the production company with authors who read out excerpts from their book and they have created content and topics which is very similar to their book titles and book topics and that has actually increased not only their book download but also speaking opportunities so they have been invited to events and college programs and groups and communities of students especially for speaking so that is also a good format for coaches to try out I love all of the ideas. And I also would add like behind the scenes too. I think that people want to hear like what you're working on and what you're doing and what you're experimenting because that gives them kind of a peek behind the hood to see what's going on. And that could be an indirect way of like promoting your business. Yeah. So behind the scenes, I usually suggest and usually we do that for teams for organizations or a business podcast who are focusing on the building of the business brand and where they have two to three people and teams so then they discuss the behind the scenes act but yeah it's a good content for coaches also very good very good to know good to know now i know that there are typically launches so there's coaches that have like this big launch coming up to introduce their program or product out to the world. But then there are also folks who maybe have a program or product that the doors are always open and people can just kind of roll in as they see fit. So are there different things to consider? Does the content strategy differ when you are launching versus when you have an evergreen funnel, for example? Oh, definitely. Because if you see strategically both the formats are very very different launches have an a particular date when the enrollments open and then there is a closing date so they are time bound however podcast is an evergreen content strategy right so people might be coming to your podcast episode much later in time because if you have a topic which people usually look for they might come to your podcast at a later point of time also and then your launch timelines may differ so that could be something which you should be mindful about however on the other hand if you have something which is evergreen then podcast aligns beautifully with that kind of coaching strategy or a funnel strategy that you have in your business because then you will be able to take in consulting clients or coaching clients or one to one discovery calls at any point of time so irrespective of when people catch hold of that podcast episode they can always sign up for the freebie or the consultation call that you're offering on the podcast so of course the strategy differs a lot for a coaching business which has launch strategy vis-a-vis a evergreen funnel strategy Yes. As I mentioned, I listen to a lot of podcasts hosted by coaches 
And I will be listening to an older episode and the launch has already happened maybe months or years later. So I think that mindfulness is like, yes, we want to create content around our launch, but also know that the actual audio file can be accessed years later as well. So it's like an ongoing promotion for that offer, which I think is like so, so beautiful. So from your experience, how many touch points would you say on average that coaches can expect from clients or potential clients listening to podcasts for them to actually decide to work with you? And I know this varies per business and varies on your strategy, but like any just like general ideas you could throw out there. (laughs) Yes. So coming from a sales background, I can definitely say that statistically, there are a minimum of eight touch points before a person says yes to buying into your offer. So there has to be a minimum of eight interactions with your potential clients. So they either be listening to your podcast episode, they will download your freebie, they will follow you on social media, they probably will book your discovery call, then probably you will follow them up, then they will become a community member or many such touch points. So there has to be eight interactions with them before they will say a heck yes to you. So be mindful about that. And like I said earlier, it's no instant gratification. So have that much of patience and perseverance because podcast is a long-term strategy. But after all, it is also a medium and a channel where you are able to add true value to your potential clients. So today, tomorrow, or day after tomorrow, they will start working with you. Yes. And I have another like piggyback question off that is like, I know a lot of people use SEO, so search engine optimization as a strategy to get these extremely cold leads who have an issue and and are looking for a solution now into their orbit. So let's say you are able to attract this audience of people who are coming on your page through SEO. So they don't really know much about you, but maybe you have a really great sales page and they actually go off and book a coaching call with you and you don't end up closing that client. Would you recommend, hey, listen to my podcast or like join my newsletter as like a next step to further nurture them since we know that there are so many more touch points than maybe the one or two that they did through Google? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I feel that podcast is a great way to hook on people who have not yet converted because in the podcast, you will be creating new and fresh conversations and dialogue consistently. And you never know at what point of time that potential client will hear something which sticks with them and then they take the action of saying yes to you. So keep that conversation very dynamic and keep it very fresh because podcast is a channel where you will be producing content which is very fresh. There will be topics and your own self-discoveries and your uh, reflection points which we, and experiences and you are also working with other clients you can bring in their stories and these are all things that will inspire and educate your potential client who has not yet converted to then one day say yes to you so keep nurturing them through podcast because it's very fresh and dynamic and ongoing content platform 
Yes. And remember that no is just not right now. It doesn't necessarily mean no forever, (laughs) right? Because they still have that pain point. And, you know, especially if they're in your orbit, you're going to be pointing out that pain point over and over again. So it's just a matter of time, right? It's only a matter of time. (laughs) So what other things supplement the podcast? You know, we talked about this funnel, this like, client journey. Are you recommending people, okay, have a podcast, but in addition to that, lead magnets and freebies and newsletters and and webinars. So what else would you recommend to supplement all the work that we're doing with the podcast in addition to that? (laughs) That's an interesting question. So yes, all of the above. (laughs) But then we also have to be mindful about the fact that if you are a solo person who is running your coaching business, you are a one woman or one man army in your business, then you have to be mindful about your energies and times and effort you are putting into your podcast. So all of these activities, because like I said, it will take minimum of eight interactions and touch points, right? So these are all forms of creating multiple touch points with your potential client. Having said that, when you have to be mindful about your energies, then pick two or three, whatever works best, firstly for you with respect to the kind of content you want to create. So some people enjoy creating blogs, some people enjoy giving live webinars, other people enjoy doing Insta Live. So whatever sticks to you, whatever works best for you, go for that. And the second aspect is, Whatever sticks with your audience the most, wherever you have observed that conversion happens maximum, go for that format. So pick a combination of maybe a podcast and a newsletter or a podcast and a webinar or a podcast or a free course. Whatever combination works best for you, go for that. Don't do 10 things in a bad manner. Do two things in the best manner. I love the simplicity of that strategy where we're just coupling two things as beginners. Like let's couple the podcast with another marketing channel. So I think that's super actionable and it doesn't feel overwhelming. And listen, I'm being very selfish. And I told Roshni this before because like I am also a podcast coach and I'm thinking about podcasting as a coach. And it's sometimes overwhelming to think about, especially since I have multiple podcasts and I'm doing multiple things in my business. As long as we can keep it simple, something easy to follow, I think that's very, very powerful. Because overwhelm can set in very quick. Yes, it's true. It's so, so true, which is why it's like this analysis paralysis. Like I can do all of these things But like you mentioned, you mentioned coupling the two things that work. If you're a beginner and you have no idea what works, like you know the podcasting has the potential to work, but you're not sure if you should go with the lead magnet or the newsletter, the blog, webinar, all these other channels. How should we think about like an experimental phase of figuring out what converts the best? Yes, that's a good point because like I said earlier, take three months of time to assess and experiment with the kind of content that sticks and what converts the maximum. So I have also experimented a lot in my podcast journey from lead magnets to creating short training modules to co-hosting to a short sample book download 
to a webinar sign up to a consultation call so many other things to newsletter but it's all experimental phase and it's okay to experiment to find your zone of genius as well as to understand your audience what works for them best so take that time there's no harm in experimenting because without data without experimentation you won't know what works right so fix a timeline i think 3 months is a good enough time to do those experiments and you will get to understand that where you are seeing the results so yeah go ahead with that two to three things like having one thing in the top of the funnel one thing in the middle and one at the bottom three activities marketing activities are more than enough for a small coaching business don't do all it will get pretty overwhelming and you will fall off the wagon ultimately so yeah save yourself from that Yes, very sound advice, very sound advice. I know that also a lot of coaches they do live streams, right? They may do like Instagram live, teaching, educating, inspiring, offering insights. Would you recommend for them to repurpose that like live stream content to the podcast or would you recommend maybe deconstructing that like using that live stream to get feedback and kind of hear from their audience but then sit down and craft like a well-crafted thoughtful episode. I know a lot of times when you do live streams the audio is messed up and it just doesn't sound yeah. like <laughs> you know you're saying hey Susie great to see you this week, you know what I mean? So any thoughts on exactly. like using live streaming to create your podcast? See, I am biased towards podcast as a medium. I love it too much to do such injustice with it. <laughs> Putting live stream or podcast as an audio, <laughs> so I vehemently oppose people <laughs> to do that. So yeah, because rightly for those reasons, because Instagram lives or any live webinar that you have connected has a very different kind of engagement format with the audience who are present there, right? And your entire objective and attention is to engage with that person who has showed up for your live. But the podcast has a very different objective. The objective is to engage and build a recall value with the person who. you probably are not able to see right now so the way you approach is very different and it is actually a very prized possession that they've given to you their time and attention so people have chosen to come to your podcast episode and listen to it so when they have made that effort respect that effort respect that attention by giving them a good quality of podcast episode not a live stream which has been repurposed into an audio content so that's my take on it so yeah i don't recommend live streams being put on podcast very refreshing insights because this is exactly the question i had i was like tripped up on it because i know i prefer listening to well crafted content that was meant for the podcast not hearing you mentioning someone else in the lives you know like it's just a different experience and and you mentioned like it is different like the engagement is different and so that offered me personally a lot of clarity i do want to just say something that i've been doing because i struggle with consistency actually like appearing on social media consistently so i've been doing a weekly live stream where i'm offering insights and tips and all these podcast coaching insights and what i've been able to do is repurpose that live stream get the transcript of it 
and reimagine it and reinvent it to a blog post. So that's kind of like my content creation strategy right now. So it will show up first as a live stream, but then it ends up being a blog post. And then from there, I feel like as I launch my podcast, I now have succinct thoughts. I've had enough time to let it like be out there in the world that I can actually create a really well thought out podcast episode. That's like what I'm thinking about and doing. That's a great line of thought, by the way. It's like repurposing in a very different way, reinventing the wheel in a very different way, where the live stream is first converted into a blog and the blog is then converted into a podcast. Because then when people come to a podcast listening, they come with the mindset that they will get a very structured outcome or a structured listening experience, whereas live is very in the moment and you respond to whatever shows up. That's the kind of objective life has. So yeah, good line of thought you have there. Okay, good. I got the approval, which is exciting, (laughs) which is so, so, so exciting. Now, before we wrap up this session, I do have two more questions for you. The first question is, any suggestions if we should be pointing our listeners to a free offer or straight to our paid offer? I know, again, it's is all variable depending on the business, but any general thoughts in terms of that like funnel? So the general thought with respect to the funnel is, of course, it has to be a free offer that people should be directed to in the first place, because if you do not have a very warmed up audience, then it's an opportunity for you to, again, take that time to educate and engage and nurture them over a period of time. No one will buy from you instantly because they, again, like I said earlier, they need to judge you, observe you and experience you over a period of time. So unless that is done, they won't buy for you. So in spite of you putting your program, product or service out there in the show notes or within the episode, chances are that the conversion will not be as expected because they have not yet seen you or observed you long enough. But if you already have a warmed up audience, maybe if your community members are coming more to your podcast, you have curated and created a podcast which is specifically for your community people, then it makes sense to have a direct call to action where you are promoting your paid program. But again, it depends at which stage of your sales file your podcast is placed. I love that. I love that. The intentionality. And I also love how you mentioned the conversion, right? Like, I think we create a lot of things as coaches and consultants, but really looking at the data, like what is actually working and how is it affecting the growth of our business, I think is very important. That second piece to the creation aspect. The last question I had is your inspiration for new content. So as a podcast coach and consultant, like, What are you thinking about when you're thinking of like creating new content and making sure that you're that thought leader that you aim to be? Yeah. So I work a lot within women communities and I'm a part of very vibrant communities and I play an active role in these communities with respect to taking workshops, interacting one-on-one with people, listening and being aware of the discussions that happen in the group. People ask questions, other people respond to it. So this is all to get a sense of what's happening in their mind. What is going on in their mind? What are the specific questions that they are looking answers for? 
and those are the places where i find inspiration to my content because i get to know a particular direction and the line of thought that people are interested in and they are not getting answers for so if that's my area of genius then it makes sense for me to create an episode exactly on that pain point and then share it ahead with those people so of course that works best similar kind of a search query you can run digitally on places like answer the public or google trends or quora so these places again you will get a line of thought where you can get to know what people are looking for in your area of genius so that's the kind of inspiration i look for when i'm doing my content and there is a third way that i look for my content is i look around in my network where a very unique or a very contradictory approach to my topic so my podcast is on sales right but then there could be topics which have never been thought about with respect to sales so recently we did an episode which had law of attraction playing a role in sales success now that is something which people usually don't imagine sales and law of attraction going together so it has to be a little bit of contradiction also it has to be very intriguing and something that incites curiosity so i look at that aspect also so essentially it is pain points of your target audience and what elicits curiosity in them I love the contradiction bits and also hot takes, right? Because there's always things happening in the news and you may think differently or have different feelings about what's out there. So those hot takes, I think, is definitely trending these days. So Roshni, this was amazing per usual. Thank you so much for joining us today. A lot of insights that I think not only newbie coaches who are dipping their toes into podcasting, but also the veteran coaches that have been doing this a long time, been podcasting a long time. I know that there's some fresh insights that they can take with them and again, further their growth and their business. So let us know how we can connect with you. And if you have any new exciting things that we should be on the lookout for as well. Well, thank you, Daniel, first of all, for inviting me. And it's always a pleasure talking to you because you do such amazing things. I mean, this is your second podcast. That is too much. You've got a small baby and you manage a community and like, wow, <laughs> that's too much happening on your end. But you do it beautifully and like a boss lady. So kudos to you. Thank you so much for having me here. And uh, your listeners can connect with me at RoshniBaronia.com. They can head over to my podcast, Ace the Sales. And if they are looking to start their podcast, they can just drop me a mail at Roshni.Baronia at gmail.com. We can help them create and launch their podcast. Excellent. All righty, y'all. So go ahead and take action on whatever piece of advice that you felt that really resonated with you. Again, there's lots of tidbits and insights in this episode and would love to hear from you what that was. All right. So connect with us over at wcpodcasters.com. Thank you.